tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. I'm back here with Steve, and we are grateful that you're still listening, and um, hopefully we can highlight some new stories and tie it to what it means for financial planners. Yes, Justin, it is good to be back. And between episodes, for us anyway, we mixed in a quick interview with Adam Blumberg. So we're just starting to get that decentralized aspect of the podcast going. And so there will be some information on the DAO community site very soon about how you can participate. You can record your own segments. You can submit your own ideas. You can either do it yourself or tell us what to do. But the goal is to just continue to make this more and more decentralized. So uh, thanks for tuning in and, and look out for that in the future. So Justin, what do we have this week? Yeah, so last week's stories today, we wanted to touch on first there has been a lot of noise again in the crypto industry about China banning uh, crypto again or crypto exchanges. And the first story comes from Blockworks, where a new law has essentially outlawed exchanges to uh, to be in China. And so it seems like pretty much if you've been in the crypto industry for long, China has this very love-hate relationship with crypto and they are essentially offshoring all exchanges. So people who are inland China are, are going to be limited and restricted to where and how they can trade cryptocurrency. So Steve, is this, is this something like, okay, so how do financial planners process this? How do we think about more China FUD? Yeah, you make a good point. So first of all, for longtime crypto, crypto watchers, of which um, I, I don't qualify, but just since I've been paying close attention for the last year, um, I, I, you know, it seems like this does happen every three months or some China, we're banning this, but yet it's still going type of story. So um, a, a little bit more of I'll believe it when I see it. But if we want to look at it from a financial planner perspective, I think we're looking at the investment potential of the cryptos that might be there. So for example, if Apple couldn't sell iPhones in one of their biggest markets, we would start to think very differently about the potential for that and the future of that. So on the one hand, you know, there could be a smaller market for crypto. But what I think of is, is China really taking themselves out of the game? Are they going to take themselves away from being a huge part of the innovations and the companies that are producing this, you know, think about all the, the hubbub over 5G we've had recently um, and how their 5G companies are taking over the world and we're, we're kind of letting them. Are they, do they have a different strategy for crypto? You know, what are they, what are they looking at doing? Cause it doesn't seem like something they'll just punt on forever. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a fascinating experiment to watch in real time. You have a, a country that is dedicated to a very centralized uh, economic system and, here they are trying to essentially limit the options um, of its citizens, and yet they can't kill it. It's it's like a it's like a you know it's like a cockroach that just constantly survives and survives and survives. No matter how many times they have tried to, doesn't seem to go away. And so my, my I agree that there is a supply demand dynamic at play that we kind of need to understand. But I also think there's a broader narrative of of centralized versus decentralized playing out and, and we're watching that struggle 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a the good saying this reminds me of. It's you can take uh, crypto out of the country, but you can't take the country out of crypto. Mm. Wait, I got it backwards. You can take the <laughs> you can you can take the the country out of crypto, but you can't take crypto out of the country. Meaning you can. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I really screwed that one up. Uh, <laughs> but no, you can you can basically make your your country irrelevant. You can make them not yeah. part of what's going on, but you can't take it away from their citizens because it is that decentralized aspect and that permissionless aspect of crypto uh, that makes it. And so um, I think that probably uh, leads into our next news story as good as anything, which is, is the US going to be a country who takes himself out of crypto? Uh, because we know for a fact, crypto is not leaving the country. Our second story comes from good old chairman Gary Gensler. And um, this past week, he has made some extremely poignant remarks about um, the need for crypto investor protections, which I kind of want to, uh, we can get into, but um, yeah, essentially Chairman Gensler um, came out with um, some strong critiques of what's going on in the crypto marketplaces. He stressed the need for investor protections, um, raised some concerns about the reality of uh, cryptocurrencies being securities and therefore um, not registered properly. So yeah, the, the, the two seem to kind of to lead in together it, again, or should financial advisors be be worried that they're dealing with unregistered securities? How, how do how do advisors take uh, Chairman Gensler's comments? Yeah, I think there was some hope when uh, Gary Gensler was appointed chair of the of the SEC uh, because apparently he taught some type of blockchain class at MIT, which people think is great. But having just taught a cryptocurrency class this weekend uh, at Gonzaga. <laughs> Um, first of all, I could have called that class anything I wanted. I could have called it um, a deep dive into the very technical details of blockchain, right? And then maybe I would have sounded smart. But at the end of the day, teaching that doesn't mean much, right? Because I just did it and I'm, I'm not exactly Will Hunting over here. So who knows what his actual experience is? And so I think, I think what we're seeing is just another typical regulator who um, wants to err on the side of inaction and err on the side of not hurting the banks. Because uh, yeah. let's be honest, they all just rotate through the SEC and through the Treasury Department and through Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan and back again uh, and MIT, sorry, and some of the Ivy League schools. There's one more stop for a lot of them. And so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I think for um, I think for planners, we, I think the takeaway still is just regulatory uncertainty. Um, they claim they're in a hurry, but but keep not doing anything. I find it interesting and I go back and forth between just how devious some of these you know things are taken um you know in many ways the the problem always goes back to we we have laws that were written almost a hundred years ago that simply don't fit what crypto is and so from from the chairman's perspective i mean he's not he's not a legislator it's not his job to make the law it's his job to try to enforce and and in some ways you know sort of square peg round hole situation where the, the, they're trying to, to, to work with what's there. However, he's also showing no intent to actually move the space forward into a place that is positive for um, innovation. Like we talked about earlier, you know, the, the United States has a unique opportunity to lead with crypto development and, and how this just the future of financial systems and monetary systems could work it's it's like he's speaking out of kind of both sides of his mouth and, and at the end of the day like you said we're we're sort of just left waiting 
a little longer. Yeah, I, I think I think the reality, right? So there there was a time, um, probably just barely in our lifetimes, where the legislator did make the laws, and then it was the job of the executive branch to enforce them. Those days are long gone. Uh, <laughs> every every really, it's just more funding allocations that are passed by the legislature. There's certainly no detailed rules, and, you know. And the reason for that, of course, is if something gets implemented that's not popular, then the legislators can just blame it on, you know, uh, departments like the SEC. And so the reality is the SEC will be making the laws here and they will be making the rules and and they're not really answerable to anybody. And so that's why we get all this, you know, all this happy talk about investor protection uh, when there's no investors asking for protection. And right. so it's it's just super disingenuous as usual. And 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 really all, all we're looking for is clarity, like regulate it, don't regulate, like regulate it, like security is great, but, but do it already and stop talking about it. So if you're an advisor and you're you're interested in adding crypto investment options to to your practice, again, do you do you simply move ahead with your best understanding and doing your best to to meet your fiduciary standard for your clients or do you again do you just kind of sit on the sidelines and just wait? What 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 are you doing for your practice? Yeah. I think you hit the I think you hit the key point right up front, which is you have a fiduciary duty and something so new, it's going to look different for everybody. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying, Justin, that your fiduciary duty is the same as mine or the person down the street is going to be the same as yours. However, knowing what I know, if I'm not talking to my clients about it and even introducing them to it, when I'm putting such a large percentage of my money there, because I believe in it and I've researched it and I understand the fundamentals, then I am not doing my fiduciary duty. Now, that doesn't mean the advisor who is skirting their fiduciary duty, who isn't investing in that for clients. But I will say, and I'm, I'm really comfortable saying this, an advisor who isn't learning about cryptocurrency is not doing their fiduciary duty to clients. Yeah, I would agree. It's, uh, it's only the best performing asset class over the last decade. This isn't a boom and bust uh, tulip phenomenon. It, it has... Um, definitely stood the test of, of, of time and different bubbles and, and um, again, all sorts of events. So I, I, I just, I, I find it so ironic that again, they, um, Chairman Gensler spends his time talking about investor protections when there's probably more bank fraud over the last couple of years than actual crypto <laughs> fraud. So if he wants to follow that up with the actual indictment and, you know, arrest of, certain people in the financial industry who are, you know, bringing these things and hurting real people. And that's, I, I would believe him with that. But yeah, I, and I think it was interesting. He, he talks a lot at the end about social media as means for market manipulation. And again, the, the number one market manipulators are the existing financial institutions. It's not some Reddit board person, you know, who, who uh, is is manipulating markets now again to be fair th this is all new and they simply are trying to catch up but their comments are really hard to to stomach when we have witnessed you know <laughs> time and time again another bank is you know in you know, trading desk is in trouble for you know front running markets or or you know manipulating price and yeah, yeah and, and yeah and, and my take it, it, that's interesting because my take isn't necessarily that they're trying to catch up, it's that they're trying to allow the banks to catch up. <clears throat> so I think they're trying to slow play this on purpose so the banks um, can either restructure or get in cryptocurrency or get their investments in there so they can you know, retain their privileged position in this. And then the SEC will come in and back them up with some regulations that help. Um, and you know, and that's, a, that's a lot of not just, hey, let's not tell them what securities are, 
but the complete refusal to address the nonsensical accredited investor rules that make sense on no planet that are protecting nobody. So I, I've got a proposal for the SEC. Uh, I just want one of two things to happen. Let's either eliminate the accredited investor rules or let's require that only accredited investors can buy lottery tickets. Yeah. What, <laughs> and they, one of the, really one of the two. Right? right. So they, if, if they care about smaller investors and people without as much money, why do they let, why does every state and the SEC for that matter, let people play DraftKings and let people buy lottery tickets and let people go to the casino at least on the other ones, you know, at least in cryptocurrency, they would be making money and there's a chance that they will over time. So it's just it's just more of the logical inconsistencies. And, you know, the more you read about it, and the more we get really start to get numb to it. Unfortunately, we realize these these aren't a coincidence. These aren't illogical. They're actually perfectly logical. You just have to think ahead to what they're actually trying to accomplish. I would encourage you to to come join the Planner DAO. Come Sign up for the the CDAA, which is the Certified Digital Asset Advisor designation, where you can get up to speed on all the things digital assets. Because this the, these things are sticking with us, and we're going to have to understand them and know how they fit into a financial plan for our clients. Yeah, and the, you're right. These are the conversations we're having, you know, and and we're staying on top of this, and we need to have these discussions. And when there is uncertainty, it, it doesn't mean we can't do anything. You know, at least as fiduciaries, I feel like I feel like we need to. There's I mean, we've we've had this I've had this conversation with lots of people in the Dow. Like, you know, you're fiduciary, so you're not gonna learn about crypto, but you're still gonna do the old sixty forty with forty percent in long term bonds. I yeah. I just I don't know I don't know how some advisors are justifying these these positions um j- just out of convenience, just because it's easier yeah. to slap them in the old portfolio C where they won't get sued instead of learn about something that's actually going, could change their lives potentially and will change sure. their lives. Sure. That, that honestly was one of the the major uh, hurdles that I got over personally was if inflation is going to be as, as nasty as it is, th- there, there are simply very few choices that can help clients keep up. And that there's not many things that are going to historically average, you know, an, an eight to 12% return to help people just keep up with inflation. And so you, you, you owe it to your clients to investigate these other options, because again, this isn't just, it didn't just happen one year. It didn't just happen for two years. This is now a decade long outperformance that crypto has, has offered. And so that was a big turning point for me and taking this far more seriously as a piece of asset allocation that helps our clients achieve their goals because bonds are not going to do it traditional buy and hold, collect the dividend stuff, it makes it really challenging when inflation is this hot. So yep. um, again, we, yep. we invite you to the DAO and uh, come have these conversations and, and really um, start to get comfortable with with this asset class. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and we will be having these conversations because regulation isn't something that's going to be solved. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's already part of our lives and it'll just be an even bigger part of our lives now that crypto's here. So so absolutely come come check it out help us with the decentralized portion of the podcast or else you're gonna have to keep listening to justin and i so come and contribute please if that's not a motivational tool i don't know what is but um yeah we we thank you guys so much um this has been crypto for planners the most interesting cfp in the world